All right, I'm going to start a little series in the book of Romans um, in the Bible. This book is, is loaded, so I'm going to break it down. I don't know how many uh, different shows I'm going to have, probably three or four, maybe five. But uh, the book of Romans is kind of a transition from the law of Moses into the new message from the Apostle Paul. Before uh, reading through the scriptures, you had Israel, who was the chosen nation uh, by God to reveal himself. And this was a family that grew and grew, and they had to follow rules. They were given the Ten Commandments. They were given laws that must be followed, and it was kind of a give and take. So if Israel did what they were supposed to do and follow the law, God would bless them. If they didn't follow the law and didn't do what they were supposed to do, then God would punish them. So it was a give and take. And that was the relationship that God had with Israel. And that's how things went. But when Paul gets to the book of Romans here, uh, the book before this, the book of Acts, is where you have the Apostle Paul's um, conversion when he was Saul of Tarsus. If you remember, he was a Pharisee going around killing Christians, breathing murderous threats against them, trying to imprison anyone who preached the name of Jesus Christ. And he was blinded by the resurrected Christ on his way to Damascus to find these believers in Jesus Christ. And, you know, that whole process, I'm not going to get into that now, read the book of Acts, and you'll get an understanding that there is a new way in which Jesus was going to now operate with people. And it wasn't a give and take relationship. It wasn't, if you do good, then I'll give you this. It was choosing the worst people in the world, his greatest enemies, and giving them unreal grace and saving them apart from anything they have done. If you look at the conversion of the Apostle Paul, he was not making any choices to follow Jesus Christ. That wasn't even in his heart. He hated Jesus Christ. And while he was still in his hatred, that's when Jesus knocked him off his horse and saved him. He did nothing to search for Jesus. He did nothing to earn Jesus or salvation. It was given to him. And that's going to be the example from now on of how Jesus is going to save people based on nothing that person has done. He's going to save the most unworthy people so that we understand that it's not of our own power. It is all of Jesus's power. And that's the great contrast. And that's a different message than was given to Israel in the give and take uh, of their law. So getting into Romans now, if we go to chapter, chapter three, um, it talks about following the law. Uh, that Israel, they followed the law. If they did well, then, you know, they would get rewarded. If they didn't, they would get punished. It says that you have to follow the law perfectly in order to get the righteousness of God. And Paul goes through that, but then he says at the end of it that it's not possible to follow the law perfectly. So he summarizes that statement in chapter 3, verse 11. It says, not one is just, not even one. Not one is understanding, not one is seeking out God. So we're all in the same boat. 
Nobody can get to God by following the law. And now if we skip down to verse 21, 22, and 23 of chapter 3, there's kind of a new sheriff in town. That's what Paul's getting at here. We cannot, no one can be righteous enough to follow the law and get to God. Because no one's perfect. No one can do that. So now he says in verse 21, yet now, and this is the new mode of operation. Now Paul is clearing his throat and he is really starting to get into the new message that Jesus Christ has for the nations. The message that the resurrected, glorified Christ gave to the apostle Paul himself. No one else has spoken to the resurrected, glorified Christ like the Apostle Paul has. This is the new message from this glorified Christ. Okay, so yet now, and this is the new one, apart from law, apart from law. Okay, so it's no longer the law that we have to follow. Yet now, apart from law, a righteousness of God is manifest, being attested by the law and the prophets. Yet a righteousness of God through Jesus Christ's faith for all and on all who are believing. For there is no distinction for all sinned and are wanting or lacking of the glory of God. So now the new process is apart from law. Israel was used to following the law in order to get to God. Now, Paul is saying that this is not, this is apart from law. It is no longer law that will get you to God. No longer following the law that gets you God's righteousness. There's a new righteousness, and that righteousness is Jesus Christ. And that righteousness is for everybody. Nobody can follow the law and get God's righteousness because nobody is perfect. We have all sinned. And we all have sin in us. That is everybody. We're all in the same boat. No one is better than anybody else. We've all fallen short. So this is saying that that's not the standard. Falling short. The standard now is Jesus Christ and what he did. Now what Jesus Christ did was he followed the law perfectly. So he is giving that to us. You see, so we can't follow the law. It doesn't eliminate the law, but Jesus followed it perfectly. And so he is giving that perfection to us because of his faith on the cross. So it's no longer us trying to follow the law. It's us accepting what Jesus has done for us, which was completing the law for us. So we shift from following rules and laws to believing on Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus Christ, as we will get into uh, in Romans and the rest of this, the 13 letters of Paul, his righteousness, his death, his resurrection is for everybody. Regardless of whether you choose him or act right or anything like that. Now, Jesus has chosen some people to believe this truth in this lifetime and they will have a special salvation. But this righteousness is for everybody. So as we get into chapter 5 here, it says, chapter 5, verse 6, and this kind of just goes off of 
how Jesus Christ saved the Apostle Paul. He, he saved the Apostle Paul or Saul of Tarsus. He saved him when he was still Christ's enemy. You know, the Christian church always wants to say that, you know, yeah, you, Jesus Christ died for you, but you got to turn to him and accept him. You got to stop sinning long enough to accept the free gift of Jesus Christ. Paul didn't stop sinning. He didn't do anything to receive that gift. It was, he was knocked off his horse and he was given the gift and he was told what he must do. And this was predestined and planned since the foundation of the world. There was no choice. There's no free will choice. He was blown off his horse by the resurrected glorified Christ and saved and told what he must do. He wasn't a friend of Christ at the time. Christians want to say you have to turn to him and be, be something, follow some rules or accept the gift or have faith, which means you have to be a friend of Christ in order to gain Christ. And nothing can be further from the truth. And this is what Paul is getting into here in chapter 5 of Romans. It says, for Christ, this is chapter 5, verse 6, for Christ, while we are still infirm, still in accord with the era, for the sake of the irreverent died. And going on from verse 6 here, 7 through 11. For hardly for the sake of a just man will anyone be dying. For the sake of a good man, perhaps, someone may be even daring to die. Yet God is commending this love of his to us, seeing that while we were still sinners, Christ died for our sakes. Much rather than being now justified in his blood, we shall be saved from indignation through him. For if, now listen to this, for if being enemies, we were conciliated to God through the death of his son, much rather being conciliated we shall be saved in his life. So we are saved not because we turn to Christ, not because we did right, not because we follow rules, not because we came to make a free will choice or believe or have faith in Jesus Christ. That's not when Jesus Christ died for us. That's not when his death applied to us. It says, being enemies, while we were enemies, we were conciliated to God through the death of his son. While we were enemies, Jesus Christ's death applies to us and we are saved. So it's not that we made a choice. It's not that we did right. It's not that we came to faith. It's not that we turned or stopped sinning long enough in order to accept Christ. It's because of Christ and Christ alone. That even before we even turn to him, before we even recognize him or want to have anything to do with him, he saved us at that point. And then eventually, if we come to this recognition and realization of what Jesus did, then we get that special salvation. But he saves everyone, everyone, while we were still enemies, while we were still against him. And everyone is against him, as Paul said in, in chapter 3. No one seeks God. All have fallen short. But it's Christ, while we were still far from him, saves us. And in chapter 5, and it, it gets into a lot of detail here, but now we go back to Adam. We compare 
Adam with Christ. And in verse 18 through 19, I'm just going to read it and then kind of get into it. And then I'm going to close this show because I don't want to get it to be too long. Um, and we'll go on to the rest of, of Romans in, in the next show. But it says here in chapter 5, verses 18 and 19, Consequently then, as it was through one offense for all mankind for condemnation, thus also it is through one just award for all mankind for life's justifying. For even as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were constituted sinners, thus also through the obedience of the one, the many shall be constituted just. So in these verses and the scripture leading up, uh, to these verses, if you read chapter five of Roman, it discuss of Romans, it discusses how we all die in Adam. Adam sinned and began to die at that point. And when we're born, we're dying. That death and that action of Adam has been spread to all of us, not by our choice. We didn't make a free will choice to accept what Adam did and start dying. We're born into it. As soon as we're born, we begin to die. And because we're dying, we sin. We're born into it, of no choice of our own. And they and, and the Apostle Paul here relates that Adam to Jesus. So Adam's act of sin gave us death. And, and because of death, sin spreads to us all. Now, Jesus's act, he committed an act too. Okay. He followed the law. He lived the perfect life. And then he died, was entombed and resurrected. That was an act that just like Adam's act spreads to all humanity. Not by our choice, not because we made a free will decision to accept it. It's applied to us just like death is applied to us. So the only prerequisite to get the life of Christ is to experience and get the death of Adam. And they come in the same way. It says, thus also in this verse, it means that just like Adam's condemnation came to every single human being and think about it, none of us can make a free will decision or do anything to escape the death process. Can we? No, that was applied to us. But it says, thus also, just like that is Christ's gift. Christ's just justifying act of his death, burial, or sorry, entombment and resurrection applies to us just like Adam's death did. Not by any choice of our own, not by a free will decision. It is given to us just like Adam. So Adam, we all come into death. Christ, we all come into life. And what is our process in that? What do we do? What do we contribute to this death and to this resurrection? Absolutely nothing. It's because of Adam that we all die. It's because of Christ that we will all day one that one day we will all be with God. And it is up to God to choose who will believe and when. But eventually, the death and tomb and resurrection of Jesus Christ will bring every single human being home to God so that he will be all in all. So that's the first five chapters of, of Romans. I want to close the show with just 
announcing the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's through the death, entombment, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the salvation of all mankind, apart from any contribution of man. It is all because of Jesus Christ.